welcome back to the Salt City Sports Podcast. It's a Tuesday night, one day late. We are back at the Pod Mill, our home away from home, for another sode. What's up, Clay? Let's get it. Yeah, we uh, had a little mishap with the health. One of the hosts was doubtful Monday night. Nice little recovery going into Tuesday, though, so we're back better than ever. Glad to hear it. We're glad to have you here. The host was you, by the way. Oh, yeah. yeah I'm fine. I'm <laughs> always good. always giving 110, you know, so but we're glad we're glad you're there. You know, you, you actually went from doubtful to out real quick, but uh, we'll get into that. Yep. We'll get into it for sure. We've got peaks and valleys for you on this episode. We're going to talk a little jazz. We've got a survivor league update, daily fantasy sports, and then of course your banger picks. Love you it. Ready, you ready to jump in? Let's do it. All right, let's jump right into Peaks and Valleys. If you haven't listened to the podcast before, Peaks and Valleys, it's a short little peel back into the lives of Clay and I as we have a peak, a high point, and a valley, a low point of our week. Uh, we just share what's going on in our lives, and we always start low and then go high. So let's do Valleys first. Why don't you, why don't you kick us off, Clay? Okay, so we missed the Monday night recording because this guy got food poisoning from somewhere something something happened not sure where not sure what uh jessica was pretty much eating the same thing i was eating all weekend and she was fine but monday at like 11 i started feeling a little nauseous and then by like one o'clock i was hurled over just call me the porcelain punisher chase because i was hanging out all week or all day, I should say. And it was, uh, you know, it was not fun. Dehydrated. Can't keep anything down. It was bad. But luckily, just like a 24-hour thing. And I am ba- I feel like 100% right now. So You're back. Yep. Ready to go. Mm-hmm. It's hard It's hard when you get food poisoning because there's that game where you have to pinpoint, okay, what did I eat? Right? And when then when you don't pinpoint what it is, there's a little fear creeps in. And you the start f- thinking... Anything could get yes. food poisoning at any given time. The fear was there, and I already started like I was like, okay, the last six meals. I'm as I'm going through it. I'm like, I'm never eating those things again. Right. But then I started thinking like I had eggs and hash browns for breakfast. I had you know everything, so much food. I, you know, nine meals. It's a lot of food. Yeah. And I was already counting it out for the rest. And now now today I'm like, I'll I'll eat all of it again. Right. Yeah. There's time like. Britt gets sick sometimes from food and it, it gets a permanent Sharpie on her, on her list. Sharpie through it. Never no. eating it again. Uh, Not this guy. Yeah. So it's good yeah, to have you I, back. I went Taco Bell food poisoning one time. A cool nine days later, I was back. Just hammering you. cheesy gordita crunches. They really messed up when they got rid of the double decker. Let me just say that. <laughs> enough, of, enough of that uh, porcelain talk, but let's move on to my valley, if you don't mind. Please. So let's keep it low. Yeah. <laughs> actually, we actually are going to go right back to porcelain talk because my valley has to do with a plumber, believe it or not. So we have, we live in a home that is 85% of Utah and it's the California split. Mm-hmm. That's the home where you walk in, you can go upstairs, you walk into the kitchen. There's three little steps downstairs into a little family room. And then there's a bajillion different designs off of that, right? But most of those homes were built in the 90s when Utah was growing. It still is growing. 
but there's a million of those homes everywhere, right? So our house is built in about 95. So we're starting to just deal with some things like plumbing issues that are starting to happen. I went to get in the shower the other day. The cartridge was bad. You'll learn what that is. Basically, I pulled the shower handle and it just came on out mm. and water came with it. And I shoved it back in and got is it that bad? Yeah. yeah, that's bad. <laughs> and then uh, noticed some yellow in, in the ceiling in our little family room and thought, I wonder if that's been leaking. It must be really slow because I would have definitely, I've talked about a, a flood before on the podcast before. Yeah. Definitely wasn't that, you know, got in the shower, uh, came down, looked at it again, went to poke my hole in it, poke, went to put my finger on the ceiling and it yeah. just poked a hole right through. Huh. So that's what, so I was like, anyways, got a plumber to come over. I cut out all this sheetrock. We're trying to figure out where this leak's coming from. So the valley is... The plumber's over at our house. He's working on fixing the upstairs bathroom, right? He came over at like seven o'clock at night. He's just a guy I know. He's doing it on the side. I, I like paying guys like that, helping him out with giving him extra money or whatever. And he was soldering a new thing onto the other thing. You can tell how much I know about plumbing. You can tell that <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, it's a good thing I hired a plumber, right? Good thing. He was soldering though. So basically what it comes down to, he had a little blowtorch. And he was, it was kind of loud. Okay. So he's doing that in the room next to it. We've started a sleep training program with our six month old Uh oh, Reese, because she's not sleeping very good. And we're out here paying, paying professionals money to teach us how to put our kids to sleep because it's just been rough. You get desperate, it's rough out here. you get desperate, right? So Reese is trying to go to bed. Britt is in there rocking her to sleep, trying to get her down. I have the two year old. She's following me around. The plumber has the blowtorch. Right. Well, where there's fire, there's smoke. All of a sudden, the Nest Protect mm. thermostat, or not thermostat, uh, smoke alarms I have, it goes, heads up, there's smoke in the hallway. The alarm will sound. And I'm like, no, no, no. I'm on my smartphone. Brick opens up the door. She's like, I just put Reese down. She's asleep. Don't let her wake up. I start, what, what's my answer? Like, you can't turn a smoke alarm off. I Once you open the doors or what? No, I just started hand fanning. <laughs> I hand fanned as fast as I could. Terrible pod. But my hand is going back and forth a million miles an hour. I just started hand fanning. Yeah. At the thermostat or at the the smoke alarm. Not the worst it. idea. Yeah. It worked. Didn't didn't go off. The alarm didn't go off. That's good. But it was five minutes of pure panic. Because oh, the voice that comes well. on over your entire house. Yeah. Heads up. There's smoke in your hallway. Good the alarm's going to sound. Good thing you're super like level-headed and you never panic. Yeah, absolutely. And I just I just I just really locked in and just hand fan. Yep. So by the way, why is everything why does California get to just name everything? Because the California split the California King mattress. I don't know. They think they're better than everybody else. Yeah, what is that? It's hmm. dumb. It's really dumb. Anyway. So I we survived. Reese didn't wake up. Smoke alarm didn't go off. That's good. And uh, plumbing's all... You saved the day. Plumbing's all working, just like you. All Love the plumbing's... It. <laughs> everything's everything's back in order. back to normal. Yep. Let's hit the peaks, dude. All right. So I was at the Jazz Sixers game. Mm. And uh, we were enjoying the game. It was fun. We were sitting down in our seats close to the visitor bench. Nice and flex. a former guest on this podcast, Kelvin... And our buddy Tyler was sitting in our other seats up a little bit higher across the way. Well, we were sitting there, me and Jessica, enjoying the game. And we noticed that there was four, like uh, 
two open seats right next to us, like the whole game. So at halftime, we did the whole, hey, you guys should come down and sit by us. Right. Yeah. Because there's no one here. They go, oh, okay. So they came down and they were sitting right next to us. Well, the game plays out. We get through the third quarter. Actually, the start of the fourth quarter. We're having a good time, the four of us just yucking it up. Well, about nine minutes left in the game, two couples walk down, four people total, and say, those are our seats to the to Kelvin and Tyler. <laughs> and they had to get up out of the seats and go back, like do the walk of shame, which I just thought was so funny because Kelvin, you know, just can't help himself. He goes, he turns to him right in their face and says, who the hell shows up? With nine minutes left in the game. Like, he was mad at them for kicking him out <laughs> of the I, seats. And, you know, I think he does have a right to be mad at them. Even though I they paid he, for him. I think he does, but it's weird. But, but he's the guy that actually says it. We're all thinking it. Yeah. But he says it. No, he yeah. says it. Yeah. And so he storms off, and it's that's making me laugh right there. But then they sit down. They're actually Sixers fans. Oh, no. Yeah. And the game got really close. Yep. Uh, it was actually back and forth. We ended up hitting, like, a big three at the end to, to close it out. But it was just, it was kind of funny to watch <laughs> Kelvin just call these people out because they showed up with nine minutes left in the game. So that is wild. We've all done it. We've all moved down closer before. And then you're always kind of in the back of your head, like, what's going to happen if someone walks up to me? You know? Yeah. It reminds me of our dad. We have the best dad in the world. Grew up with BYU football season tickets and jazz season tickets. And people in Utah, maybe not Utah, but. Any sporting event, people leave early, mm-hmm. right? And you remember what dad used to do? Oh, yeah. He'd, he'd pull his ticket out of his pocket. If people were leaving early, he goes, my ticket says I can stay the whole game. Yeah. As they're like walking up yeah, the stairs. Yeah, as they're walking up. Yeah, past the heat, just pull them out and call them out. And I love it. Yeah. Because it's like, it's a classic, but because he's Carter. one of those, if you're going to pay for a ticket, go to the whole game. These, these, these were like. They looked like they were on dates, young couples. I don't know mm. if it was like the cool thing to show up with nine minutes the, left. The uh, dinner reservation at the melting pot went all along. Mm. Yeah. Couldn't get that oil up to the up to heat there. So, <laughs> all right. So my, uh, my peak of the week is also another callback to a Carter family fact that maybe some people don't know, or, or maybe you do, but our parents used to own a couple of Quiznos franchises. And if you've noticed... They're few and far between now. Mm. Wonderful product, wonderful food, terrible business model, terrible franchise model. That's why they've mostly disappeared everywhere. Pour one out. Yep. But every once in a while, I get a hankering and uh, I would just love a spicy Monterey or a mesquite chicken, you know? Mesquite chicken, add jalaps. On rosemary. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Delish. Hits. Slaps way different than anything else. We have to take our daughter Reese out to West Valley City for her helmet adjustment appointments. <laughs> yep. It's fun. Every Monday we'll be there. I realized as I got off the 201 heading west, I was like, that's where the Quiznos is. Mm-hmm. That there was a shooting at three years ago. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, because the 1-800-CONTACTS yeah, uh, distribution center I used to work at was just down the road. So I was like, that's where that Quiznos is. So... We had a little bit later appointment. I said, Britt, let's go to Quiznos for lunch. Went over, thought it was closed down. It was just a little further back than I realized. It was still there, live and kicking. It was good. Actually, like pretty busy Hmm. and got some food and just, it's so good, man. It's crazy. Like people always asked us, 
did you ever get sick of the food? Like, oh, aren't you sick of Quiznos? And it was like, no, never. I yeah. never got sick of it, not once. And that's why I'm willing to go back and pay for it nowadays because it's that good. Hey, throw an invite this way next time. I would love to go out there. Uh, standing appointment, Monday mornings, okay. 10.30 a.m. It's good to know. Cranial Technologies. <laughs> Come see Reese, get her noggin adjusted, and then we'll head over to get some Sammies. Love it. Yeah. Perfect okay. Monday. Yeah, let's uh, move on from peaks and valleys. Let's get to the jazz. I mean, you kind of talked about them, but let's jump right in. Seven and three. Yes, beat the Warriors last night, the D'Angelo Russell Warriors at this point. It's fun watching that game with Draymond getting the boot. Yeah, he just at one point was done playing. He was just done and decided I'm going to get two technicals. Yeah, you could tell he was like, ah, we're we're going to get killed tonight. I'm just going to go ahead and hit the showers early. Yeah, he was done. So he bounced out of there. That moved us to 7-3 and three chase, and we have a nice little break in the schedule here. We got the Nets tonight going on right now. I'm actually... Staring right at the Vivint Smart Home Arena as we speak. What a view. So hopefully we're getting it done there. Travel to Memphis on Friday and then back home for the T-Wolves Monday. Two days rest between those two games. Don't want to get ahead of myself, but we're staring at 10-3 and three, right, right down the barrel. Uh, nice little start to the season. What have you thought so far? The big thing that I think is set out to most Jazz fans, and it was very glaring to me when we played the 76ers is we are super lucky and fortunate to have bogey on mm. our team. He is Tobias Harris, who was the sexy free agent for half the cost. He's averaging over 20 points a game. He's shooting in the 50 percentile is like true shooting percentage is super high. I mean, I think he's just flourishing in this op- in this offense because he's getting open looks. And in, in Indiana, he had to create his own shot a lot, mm-hmm. which was attractive to us. But in this offense, he doesn't have to do that. And then he can also attack the rim off the dribble way better than people realize. And that's something that I know people were sad to lose favors, but look at the production we're getting out of Bogey. Yeah, and to add to that, Tobias Harris doesn't have a, a hilarious accent. Yeah. Like bogey. He's just normal. That's not even fun. No, he's been great, Chase. He's shooting the ball very well. 45% from the three-point line currently. Doesn't lead the team, though. Our boy Royce O'Neal shooting a cool 50% from the three-point line this year. Chase, I had a crazy stat for you. Player efficiency rating, which is a stat that's been around for a long time. I think Collinger is the guy that came up with it. And Donovan is sitting at 23.5% for his per rating this season, Mm -hmm. second on the team. Who do you think is the first, who do you think has the highest player efficiency rating on the Utah Jazz right now? Rudy. Good guess, but that's also incorrect. Tony Bradley. Well. Sitting at a cool 26 player efficiency rating. Good for Tony. Which makes me want to throw out this rating altogether. (laughs) Because there's no way he is the most impactful player on our team. But hey, good for Tony Chase. We called him out a couple weeks ago. Yes, we did. And he stepped up his game. Uh, It's been a fun season so far. We we look like we're playing well and we haven't even reached our potential. There's still some more gelling that needs to take place. Yeah. But I'm very excited. It was really nice last night just to watch the... Everyone knows the Warriors are kind of beaten down. They have Draymond who's going to try and get a technical and then they have... D'Lo shooting the ball 40 times a game. It was nice to see Conley and Rudy just expose them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Willie Cauley-Stein just got ran circles around all night with lobs. Rudy had, I think he had 
24 points on like 12 shots. It was like perfect, you know? Yeah. It was, he just, he was super efficient. And for the Rudy haters out there, um, back-to-back DPOI and he has like super efficient offensive rating. So I don't know what you want from him. He's not going to be the guy like Rudy's never going to be the guy to knock down a 10 to 15 foot jump shot. But guess what? We don't need him to be, we don't, you don't even need it in the NBA. You just need dunks, blocks and rebounds. So like you said, him and Conley getting on the same page, Conley's up to 38% now from the three point line. He's finally seen a couple of those go in even one from about 65 feet last night, which was awesome. So we'll keep an eye on on the Jazz here, but uh, nice little break. Got to win these these games. You should win. Yep. Uh, you know, good teams, especially that, early so. on in the season, for sure. So, okay, let's move on to football. Uh, let's start with the Salt City Sports Daily Fantasy League. All right, Jay. So we had our Week Ten DFS contest, which ended up filling Sunday morning. So thanks for everybody that joined in on that. Uh, I was just going to go over the winners here, Chase. Sure. Yeah, let's hear it. For in first place, we had Adam Nick with a 166.42. Just go over his lineup real quick here. Uh, it's all about the receivers. He actually had a couple duds at running back. He went with David Montgomery, who put up a six. Jalen Samuels, so cheap because uh, James Conner got ruled out at 6,200. So Jalen Samuels in his lineup, only put up a seven, seven points. The one guy you had to have this week that really kind of broke the slate was Christian Kirk. Going up against that Bucks secondary, we've talked about how bad they've been. He puts up a three-touchdown, 140-yard day, 40.1 fantasy points on DK. He had Michael Thomas against that Atlanta secondary. We've also talked about 31 DK points. Michael Thomas is, it's insane. He, the Saints only throw to one receiver. They only throw to him. Every team knows that. And he still is putting up monster numbers. It's incredible. He went with Jameis at quarterback. And then the difference maker, he had the Steelers defense against the Rams. A little salt in the wound there. We'll talk about that later. But Steelers defense put up 25 points. Second place, Seacart 114, 166.36. 0.06 points behind the first place finisher for wow. Seacart 114. Yours truly. And shout out to third place, N. Leslie 20 with a 157.12. Neighborhood. All three of us had Christian Kirk. Like I said, it was kind of the the guy who determined the week. And then Adam Nick having the Steelers defense put him over the top. We'll talk about the Steelers defense when we get to the picks later in the episode. Congrats to our winners. We'll see you guys next week. We'll send the the link out again and uh, get it filled. Yes. And also one note, when we tweet out that link early in the week, go ahead and just jam a, a roster in. You can always go back in later and, and edit the roster, but once it fills, it fills. So you want to at least put in a lineup as soon as the link comes out. So. Right. All right. Let's talk survivor league. You mentioned the saints a little bit. Ooh, they hurt a lot of people in survivor leagues this last week. Took the Salt City Survivor League by storm. 12 picks on the Saints, 6 on the Colts, who lost to the Dolphins. It was a bloody Sunday indeed for our Survivor League clay. I will say this, and I'll keep saying this. Over the history of all Survivor Leagues, there is one team who has knocked out the most people, and it's the The New Orleans Saints. 
whether it's week four when they lose to Tampa at home or whether it's week 10 when they lose as two touchdown favorites against the Falcons. They are just such a scary team to have in Survivor. We entered the week with 24 picks left, Chase. 12 go out on the Saints, like you said. The last two that we had a couple get knocked out on was one on the Chiefs, one on the Rams. That leaves four teams remaining. The four that snuck through were two on the Ravens, one on the Packers, and one on the Bucks. Crazy. This is when it gets fun. I mean, people were picking the Bucks last week, and they and they survived. So people really get into a true survival mode. Uh, for week 11, there are some attractive picks out there. Or was that? I'm sorry. No, we have... That was week 11. Yeah. So for week 12, do you have any attractive picks you want to give out? Yeah. So we have... Um, I think there's going to be a couple teams that, that people are looking at this week. Actually, you know... Like you said, it kind of de- it kind of depends on what good teams you have left. But one that I think people are going to be looking at is the Raiders are actually ten point favorites this week at home against the Bengals. If t- if you have the Raiders left, that's definitely one way you want to look. If somehow you still have the Vikings, they have the Broncos at home as ten point favorites. And then the Niners, if you haven't used them, eleven point favorites against the Cardinals. Those are going to be the three most popular picks. I hope people jam the Rams uh, because the Bears are winning that game on the road. So, Look at this guy. Trubisky <laughs> throws a couple touchdowns and they're back to Super Bowl favorites. I love it. Uh, let's talk about picks overall. Let's get to your bangers, Clay. All right. So a mm, little misstep last week. We had some interesting games. Uh, I'll go over the review first. So we had Panthers plus four and a half at Packers. This was a fantastic football game. Yeah, super fun to watch. Super fun to watch, especially because that second half, it was snowing and just dudes sliding around. But it was, I, I like when it's snowing, but the quarterbacks can like still throw the ball down the field. Right. Like the ball isn't slippery and stuff. It was kind of fun to watch. So Panthers were right there. They end up losing by eight. We needed them to cover four and a half. That goes in the L column. Kyle Allen threw a big red zone interception. which is a big turning point in the game, obviously. And then McCaffrey getting tackled at the three-inch line on the last play of the game would have also given us the cover there. Kind of a bummer there. I think we might have been on the right side. That Packers team is still overrated. The lines for Packers games are overinflated, so we'll keep an eye on them going forward. Dolphins at Colts. Dolphins catching 11 points. They win outright, Chase. We should have been sprinkling the money line on that. That's free money. They look good. The Colts play such a slow pace, and now with the backup quarterback, he's really struggling. Uh, Fitzpatrick, it's fun to bet on him sometimes. You yeah, know, you never he, know what's going to happen. He, yeah, yeah. It's, he's a wild card. He just yeah. goes out there and wings it. Uh, they go into Indy and get the win there. The one I'm upset about, the Rams traveling to Pittsburgh. They were favored by four. Terrible game plan by my guy, McVeigh. There's something going on with him. He's been hanging out with his supermodel girlfriend too long. I his, don't, he's not His focused. beard lines aren't as straight. Mm-hmm. It, it's creeping over into everything in his life. I haven't, heard him, I haven't heard him repeat a play that happened from eight years ago yeah. this year. There's something going on. Yeah. We'll, so, we'll keep an eye on, on the McVeigh story because it's becoming a story how bad this Rams team is. Goff looked awful. McVeigh needed to really help him out and he didn't. Uh, Steelers aren't good, but they got the defensive touchdown there and put that game away. So moving to this week, Chase. 
Hit me with some new bangies. One and two last week. Let's flip the script. We're going with the Falcons getting five and a half at the Panthers. Carolina ranks 30th in the league chase in rushing defense. They've given up the most explosive runs out of any team this year, which is runs of 20 plus yards. You got to see that firsthand when the Niners played them. Yeah. You guys were just gashing them. Matt Breida went for a 60 plus yarder. The Falcons are going to unleash their young running back, not Ito Smith, not Devontae Freeman, Brian Hill. Never heard of him? Nope. You will after this week. He's about to go for 200 against this Panthers defense. Sounds like I have a new fantasy pickup. He will be on the waiver wire, and you should be grabbing him tonight. James Bradbury, starting cornerback, out for the Panthers. Groin injury, which mm. never sounds good. No, not fun. I don't know what happened there, but uh, James Bradbury out. Matt Ryan's been playing really well. The Falcons' defensive line finally got healthy, Chase. They sacked Breeze six times last week. I think they're going to be able to pressure Kyle Allen. That Vegas zone of five and a half points, Vegas doesn't know what to do with this line. Give me Falcons plus the points. You're a believer. I like it. Moving on, number two, second pick. Ravens, Texans, over 50. Baltimore, third in the league in offensive DVOA. Houston is 10th, both top 10. Educate me on DVOA. Well, it's good when you're high. It's bad when you're low. (laughs) Okay, done, sold. Both defenses sitting below average for season-long defensive efficiency numbers, Chase. I think this has shootout written all over it. I would like it more if it was being played in doors, but I think 50 is enough there. Both these offenses are explosive. We've talked about how both these teams have had bad secondaries, specifically the Texans. You can throw all over the Texans. The Ravens have gotten some pieces back. Jimmy Smith, starting corner, came back, um, which really helps the Baltimore secondary. But I still think this this game has a lot of points written all over it. I'm going Ravens, Texans, over 50. Love it. What, what do you have last for me? It's scary. Plug your nose. Shout out to Nostra Dumbass. I'm grabbing the Browns, minus two and a half. The Pittsburgh Steelers come to town. They're not good. Mason Rudolph uh, dinks and dunks, well, refuses to really throw the ball down the field. And I like that Pitt is 27th in the league in net yards per play. I brought it back, Chase. I dusted it off. Net yards per play. Steelers are 27th. The problem with the Steelers' offense is... They don't get big plays. Look, Freddie Bathrooms, we've mentioned him before. He said after last game that he doesn't even look at stats. Is that a problem? Probably. (laughs) Probably. Yeah, so I like the Browns here. Look, they can go on a little run chase. Browns schedule the rest of the year. They get the Steelers coming to town where they're favored. Next week, they get the Dolphins. The week after that, they go to Pittsburgh. Then they get the Bengals at home, travel to the Cardinals, Ravens at home and end the year with the Bengals. They can get on a little run here. You're looking at me like I'm crazy. You are, dude. Every week we have the, you know, the donk of the week move, the the coach move. It's Freddie Bathrooms this week, dude. Please tell me you saw how they were lined up. There was 10 seconds left in the third quarter. Who Who are the Browns playing again? The Bills. Bills, yeah. The, they, the Bills line up. Like they're going to run a play 
Everyone in the stadium knows they're not going to. Josh Allen starts doing the like, ready, set, green 18, ready, set, hot, hot. Hard counts, right? Mm-hmm. And what does Freddie Kitchens do? Instead of just letting the clock run out, he calls a timeout. Mm-hmm. With three seconds left for no reason. Th- th- He's bold. <laughs> you have to respect that. <laughs> well, my respect's running low, Clay. You're right with their with their um their schedule has softened up the second half of the season. They can make a run, but I, my gosh, he makes it hard. Let me say in this game, I, I think he I think the Browns can do what the Rams should have done last week. To negate the the Steelers pass rush, you have to go with short passes. They should be throwing slants to Landry and OBJ all day. Yeah. Quick passes out of the backfield. I like that it's under a field goal at home against this bad Steelers team. Browns minus two and a half. I like it. Let me give you a recap real quick. Falcons plus five and a half at Panthers. Ravens, Texans over 50. Browns minus two and a half at home. Let's go. Smells like lettuce. And lettuce is is money. (laughs) I don't know what lettuce smells like, but that's what it smells like. Mm -hmm. Sounds like money. Cash. Cash money. All right, dude. Well, let's wrap it up. That was the episode. Uh, remember to follow us on Instagram at Salt City Sports Podcast. On Twitter at Salt City Podcast. You can follow Clay at Potato Sack 7. And I, your host, at Chase underscore A underscore Cyrus. Once again, shout out to the Pod Mill. Thanks for having us and for taking care of us. We are happy to be here. Like I said, we're recording a podcast. We're looking at the Viv. Donnie Dimes is down there, probably dunking all over Kyrie right now. Mm-hmm. It's a great thing. It's lovely. Uh, watch out for more uh, episodes and more features on our feeds. We give out some polls, stats. Maybe Clay will tell us what net yards per play means. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. All right, we'll catch you guys next week. Love you.